podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast slash Barmy Meets. This is the second one and thank you very much if you have watched the last one that we did. It was the first one and, well, it was a pretty good guest to start us off with, wasn't it? It was Sir Alistair Cook. And if you're wondering what it's all about, do check it out. We've done it as both the usual Shackles Are Off podcast as well and all the usual podcast channels, Spotify, Apple, etc., as well as the YouTube channel, so you can watch that one along and you can see Cookie's lovely house as well, or little bits of it. It doesn't look that nice there, farm. does it, lads? Yeah. Farm, farm, not a house. Farm, all right. Farm. Yeah, yeah. 2,000 lambs, mate. You can't get 2,000 lambs in a house, can that's, you? That's what he said. Is that 2,000 lambs? That's a lot. I just thought he was like... 2,000 you know... 2, little Alan lambs. <laughs> <laughs> They're just house lambs, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Chris Millard and Yorkshire, uh, former Yorkshire and Somerset seem to be getting a look. Somerset. Are we back in 2017, mate? We are. Well, it feels like it because we're talking to um, former Yorkshire Seamer and, well, generally kind of all-rounder as well, Tim Bresnan on this podcast. But before we get on to Brezzy, Brooksy, I want to hear about you because as we record this, you've been back in training, what, for the last couple of days down at Taunton? So... I mean, look, after so long out, that must be absolutely class. What a feeling that must be back in back in the swing of things. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheers, uh, talk sports, James Gray. Um... <laughs> fair play, fair play. He wishes, mate. He wishes. I don't, I don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's, oh, he's gone on the record. He's gone oh, on the record. He's... Um, but I am open to offers. I am freelance, so, yeah. All job offers are welcome. No, Sheffield Lives, James. Gray. Yeah, that's That'll better. Be that's better. Yeah, go on. Brooksy, tell me what it was like down at Somerset. Um, yeah, mate, it's been class. We've been back in Wednesday this week, so we've done three days of training. Um, it's been really good, like a really positive attitude around the place. It's obviously not the same. We've got different protocols and um, we're not in our changing room anymore. We've moved into like the members' big long room area, six spread out room with new spots with tape around it and you've got to be a more than a few metres away from people. And then the downstairs rooms now are big open plan gym. And, um, it's all one-on-one stuff this week. We're in small groups next week. And then the week after that, I think we're all back training as what's a group. It, what's it being like bowling again, Brooksy? How are you feeling? You know what? Surprisingly good. I was dreading it just to think, A, it's going to hurt. B, am I going to land it? Um, C, like, how's the body going to feel? Um, and amazingly, I've it's been all, it's been really good, and I've not woken up too stiff each day as well. So um, it's boding well at the minute, but I'm not going to get carried away too quickly because it's still got a few more weeks before we play. But we find out next week what the formats are going to look like. Because obviously, found out this week cricket is back on, isn't it? First class cricket or pro cricket will start again first of August, won't we? So um, we'll find out next week if that's going to be a 50 over comp in August or a four day comp. Yeah. Um, but then the 2020 will happen in September as well. So. Still plenty um, to get excited about and get some cricket on the box and play some play some sport and people hopefully get, get interested and watch some or pay attention to cricket for the rest of the summer. Somebody needs some uh, some lifting, don't we? 
Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. You know what's been really great, actually, because obviously England are in their sort of bubble down at the Aegeus Bowl and they've obviously had that intra-squad game. And, I mean, I've been a bit of a badger. I've had a little watch. I sort of sat, sort of parked up for an hour and watched this live stream on the ECB the commentary website. was there. Were you practising your commentary for Talk Sport? <laughs> yeah, of course he was. Very good. Very good, lads. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, how, how hard is it watching cricket without any sound by the way it even is. like not, just hearing a bit of yeah. leather on and, willow and also <laughs> and also like the ball and it sort of scuttles off and then you know you don't know where it's gone particularly you know is that four or has somebody slid and chased it you know you can't really tell um but you know it was just nice to see cricket back and what was great as well because obviously there's no barmy army presence and it's going to be a lot of people who sort of travel around the world watching england play cricket chris it's going to be their sort of first test that they've missed for a number of years, isn't it? You know, particularly the first test of the summer. But for obvious reasons, that's fine. However, what we did have was Mark Wood, who is obviously a, a friend of the Barmy Army. And we've not had him on the pod. He's been on Barmy Meets, though, hasn't he, Chris, with you? He has, an absolute legend. Just for the record, Woody is a massive fan of the Barmy Army. And everyone, I think it just in cricket, if you're an England fan, He's just a fan's favourite, isn't he? What a character, what an absolute legend. I'm sure you're going to enlighten people to what he's been up to in the three-day game. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, um, if, if, for the people watching on YouTube, here's the video of him singing a really bad version of Jerusalem. So, I mean, first of all, <laughs> Chris thought... I think, I think it's really good, mate. Like, <laughs> you say a really bad version of Jerusalem. Have you ever tried singing Jerusalem a cappella on your own? It's not the easiest tune to sing. I'm no singing expert. But I know it's quite tough, and he didn't do bad there. And the fact that he got a broom out the groundsman's shed and a white towel looking like he's waving a flag, what an absolute hero. Barmy legend, and um, thanks, Mark Wood, for doing that. I, we absolutely loved it. I think the whole cricket community loved it. What did he tweet? He tweeted something like, I've got your back, Barmy Army, or something. I've got your back, lads. Don't worry. Or got your back, England's Barmy Army. Brilliant. Love that. Legendary. Yeah, that was great. We need to get him on the podcast at some point as well. But if you do want to watch back, you can go and see him on Barmy Meets on the YouTube channel. Also, keep your messages coming in. I know it's been a little while as to why um, we've not done one of these. It's been slightly delayed sort of second we've, we've version. We've tried, haven't we, lads? We, we have tried. We did try. I mean, we'll get Brezzy to kind of touch on it a little bit. But basically, Tim Bresnan... The cat's out the bag now. He's signed for Warwickshire from Yorkshire. He's left after, I mean, spent his pretty much his whole life there at Yorkshire. And when we tried recording this podcast the other week with him, he popped up and he was um, <laughs> stood at the side of a road, wasn't he? And I thought, well, he's that not going to do the second time he cancelled us. He cancelled on us on a Friday, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Because Can we edit the picture in as well? Yeah, we'll he stick was driving. the picture in. He was initially driving back from Birmingham and we couldn't say why it had been cancelled. Which is fair enough. So then we thought, well, I'll do it on Monday instead. No worries, mate. Got to Monday, we ring him and he's like, oh, I'm just driving down to Birmingham with the wife and kids, going to look at schools tomorrow. But hang on, I'll just pull over and we'll do it. We'll do it. So we're all looking at each other, going, uh, no, mate, it's all right. You just carry on driving, pal. We don't. And before we knew it, he'd logged in to our meeting. Was it? And he propped the phone up on like, I don't know if it was like a bin or a bar <laughs> at Leicester Forest East Services, whatever service station he was at. Oh, he's definitely on the hard shoulder, I think, on the he M1. He was willing to do the podcast right next to the M1. So, <laughs> What would have been funny is if we'd have all gone, yeah, you, okay, yeah, you're doing it. He'd have, had to, <laughs> he'd have had to do it. His wife and kids would have been sat in the car. 
But um, no, fair enough. So anyway, we, we we finally sort of managed to pin him down. So that's great. And, um, you know, we wish him all the best at Warwickshire, of course. We'll hear more about that yeah. on the podcast as well. Also, um, do keep your emails and stuff coming in. We've got loads of questions to ask Brezzy from the Barmy Army members. So thank you very much for those. Um, but Chris, we've had some more correspondence, haven't we? We have. Yeah, we have indeed. And now this is from Luke. Burton from Taunton. Now, Luke, apologies, we're going to Taunton. get a bit stuck into you here. Fantastic. But, um, hi, Greg Z, the hair band warrior, and the millard inator. Not a great nickname, but the only one other would be Goldilocks. Luke, very creative, mate. Yes, I've got long hair. Yes, they're blonde. And yes, I have been called Goldilocks before, and I don't mind it, but the millard inator is absolutely shocking. <laughs> the Burtonator. So, um, um, thanks for your efforts, but probably wind in a bit. Um, after listening to some other nicknames that Brooksy gets called, Brooko, Brooky, I think the hairband warrior is the best. Plus, he conquered the headband market and has often, um, and, it, and it's now caught on. Leachy's pink one at Headingley, and now Jimmy and Brody wearing them due to coronavirus. I'm not sure they're wearing headbands due to coronavirus, but mainly due to not being able to get a haircut. What do you think, Brooksy, by the way? It's a very good point to everyone now. Getting I think on Hairband Warrior's shocking nickname. It needs to stop. It's stuck. It's been but, on the last two or three podcasts, you pal. Two pricks are gonna have to, you two pricks are going to have to stop calling me as well. <laughs> about <laughs> bit 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 harsh, but about the hairband, Brooksy, it's quite a big thing for cricket. Like all of a sudden, to be a fast bowler and play for England, you have to wear a, a headband. What do you think? Just um, just missed the boat, haven't I? I've been yeah, you, missing about for ten years. I suppose I'm you enjoying... were like. I'm enjoying I... and respect in the fact that the lads are embracing it when they were training with it on I was like of course and bandanas flying around they look pretty sweet and then they've actually gone through with it in the practice game hopefully they'll still wear them in the test matches I reckon I'll back them get a lid cut then uh, I'll be disappointed but it's good to see quite a few on the circuit I even saw a clip of Steve Finn bowling in one today do you rate yourself Brooks you like Michael Jordan bringing night making it cool for the basketball world as we've all seen the doc are you the same for the headband in cricket uh well own it brooks you just own it just yes. say yeah i am come on yes, don't play are. it down you need to own it person to do it was i i was just merely uh, carrying the baton of like you like to dennis louis back in the day and dizzy warren for a bit and obviously a few tennis players wear them but um <laughs> fact, i've been wearing an old school sweatband for years I suppose yeah you know i'm through it thick and thin all i'm gonna say is how many club shops at county grounds up and down the country have ever had their own kind of line of them due to one of their players wearing them. Just saying, because Yorkshire had it, didn't they? They had it in the Headingley Club shop. North Ants, Yorkshire, Somerset. Well, there we go. If you sign Jack Brooks, you've got to sell headbands in your shop. So um, Absolutely. And all you um, club Saturday club sides out there, counts for you as well when Brooksy comes calling. I know you've just signed for one in Taunton. I hope they've got the headbands ready. Why don't we just ask our listeners to send some photos of them wearing headbands or doing yeah. something yes. at home or playing cricket if they're training again? The headband see, pod. Let's see some good... Who's got the best headband picks to send in? Correct. And we'll give you a free one if you win it. The one that Brooksy's wore as well. Barmy Army one. The Barmy Army going to have to Army Army. Doing Would you wear one if we did a branded one? Um, I don't know if you could wear branded stuff. Because you get fined, I think. That's a shame. Can't have a sponsor on it. I think. So Millard's eyes have lit up. He's spotted a. Uh, he's spotted. If you pay me more than the fine, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I've actually just thought, what if we could give them all the England boys as well? Ah, okay. um, yeah, I'm sure you could get some of the lads to wear them if you branched out. I'm surprised you haven't got them anyway, because they're just easy to wear. But I suppose if you're in Colombo watching cricket or Brisbane, the last thing you want to do is get a headline on. Uh, it keeps the sweat out of your eyes. keeps the sun cream and sweat out of your eyes. Um, <laughs> so cricket back, um, well, probably this week or in the next couple of days as you're listening to this podcast. We're not sure when we're putting it out or watching it. Um, as you see it. So, um, I think that's that's pretty much everything. I mean, Tim Breslin's a great guest. Brooks, you had so much success um, with Brezzy on the field. And I'm led to believe that he's a proper character off it as well. Yeah, he's, a le- he's, a, he's one of the nicest blokes you'll meet. Absolute legend. Um, I wouldn't believe every story he says. He does like putting a bit of tax on some of his stories, particularly about himself. Um, <laughs> but he's very entertaining. He's, he's, he's very funny when he's not trying to be funny. Um, and he's just an all-round top guy. You know what you're getting with him. And he's just a good bloke to go for a beer with or have a chat with. And He's got a shocking memory with his cricket. So he's played for Yorkshire for nearly 20 years. It'll be interesting to see how long it takes him to remember things. But, um, yeah, he's going to be a fantastic guest for us. On, uh, I hope the listeners enjoy this episode. Sure. And, Chris, um, his Barmy Army song, I mean, we're not going to try and attempt to sing it. But it basically involves a load of Narn Breads references, and then basically everyone says the favourite Narn is Tim Bred's Narn, and I think it's the best Barmy Army song yeah. ever. So we'll see if yeah, he likes I, it. I've been known to um, to ask um, in a curry house for a Tim Bred's Narn before, and they do <laughs> look at you gone out. And some people get what you get what you're doing with it, but it's a common joke when I've had more than five pints in a curry house. Perfect. Love it. Well, we'll ask him about that. We'll get into loads of different stuff. All the questions as well that you've sent in. Thank you very much, um, listeners and viewers, for those. But in the meantime, let's get into it. Let's get chatting to him. And, um, yeah, thanks again for downloading and watching the Shackles Rock podcast and Barmy Meats. First of all, I mean, we'll, we'll go through sort of your career and stuff to get things off. Um, but we want to just uh, have a little chat to you. So, um, first of all, congrats on the move to Warwickshire. That's, um, you know, you something something very different. And when we sort of work and record this podcast, it's nice to see you inside, by the way, because we did have a first stab last week. You were sort of sat in a car park or somewhere, weren't you? I mean, really good it of you to, to come and do it again. Well, it wasn't... Was it? Um, <laughs> I was just because obviously Brooks had uh, texted me and said, "Mate, let's do this podcast." Like, yeah, no worries. Um, and then totally forgot because the wife said, "Oh, why don't we just drive down now?" And uh, it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Why don't we just drive down now and have a look around? I was like, mm, I'm "Not sure about that one." <laughs> like, well, we get somewhere to stay. So I just controlled the internet, found the Airbnb or something. Um, not sure whether we were even allowed to even do that. Yeah. <laughs> all the COVID and stuff, but anyway, no one's listening to this anyway. It's not Dominic. <laughs> we're the Dominic Cummins, aren't we? <laughs> uh, the Dominic Cummins of cricket. <laughs> but it's a bit of a whirlwind. It's strange, though, isn't it? Because you've obviously been at Yorkshire since you were young, and then next thing you're right up in sticks. And I bet all of it's completely alien and new, isn't it? The whole thing. So. Well, yeah, ridiculously so. Um, obviously, I've played in other teams and stuff like around the world, so that's 
that's not exactly new. And I, I know all the boys as well that watch it. So, you know, it's 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 more of a comfortable environment than, say, joining a, um, a Silhouette Sixers, let's say. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, taking all the family and changing schools and all that sort of stuff, yeah, it's, it's massive for them. Um, and it's all my fault, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I mean, so so you know when you started, you were part of a, sort of a mad cricketing family in. Is it Townville? Was it Townville Cricket Club? Is that as Google told me correctly? What was that well, like? More, I was more Castleford than Townville, so I played a, like junior cricket at Townville. But it was Castleford that gave me my first real going the playing big Mister stuff, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, I won at first game of the players at Sheffield Collegiate actually. Oh, was it? Nice. Yeah, yeah, big clubs, big clubs though. You know, both Castleford and whatever played in the Yorkshire League and all that stuff. So what, yeah. what age we? You know, were you one of these kids who at like fourteen was playing in the ones and scoring hundred and taking five for every week, or was it? Yeah, I was, I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> oh, you're like a bit of a late bloom. We so you weren't a late bloomer. I mean, if you're doing that when you're twelve, you're obviously awesome. So, yeah. well, I was child prodigy. Prodigy, or whatever. Yeah. Protégé. Oh, yeah. I was Protégé. direct opposite to Jack Brooks. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, we both found this, found a similar route, mate, and uh, sat next to each other for a few years, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I enjoyed sitting next to you. Oh. Especially, like, watching him cut his toenails. Oh. Oh, tell us more. What was more, he like, though, Tim? Was he, um, was he messy? He's all right, like cleanliness-wise. He always smelt good. Ooh, but yeah. watching him, he's got like hobbit's feet. Watching him like <laughs> cut his toenails. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've struggled <laughs> with my feet over the years. But I tried to keep myself tidy because we didn't have a lot of space. When you were away with England, I had a lot more space in that corner. And then when Pudsey played, because I had Liam one side and you the other. Um, two big blokes with not a lot of space and kit everywhere. <laughs> Few times I went home with one of one of your his five pad or bits of kit. So. Quality. Good. Where was that going? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Cal. Cal was going to pop in there at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's all, man. Um, not quite, mate. Uh, quality. Cal's, was... Cal's still out there, apparently. I saw um, Bessie post on your Instagram, Jack, yesterday in a new home yeah, for Carl. Still doing the rounds, mate. He's our... I'm not there sure. I'm not sure our viewers or listeners are actually aware of Carl's existence. I think we might have mentioned him early doors, but being sort of kept under the radar a little bit, Brooksy, actually. It's just my back. It's just my back kind of carry everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> your grip putter on her. <laughs> yeah, we. I we... just say quickly though before we move on with Brez, like completely sympathise. I was really stressful it's been for a couple of weeks obviously with the move and working out what you're doing it's been a mad few weeks for you mate but really want to wish you well for the future because I know how it is leaving clubs and you're leaving your home as well so um, obviously you've been amazing for the auction you were fantastic with me personally when I joined and we shared some good memories so I'm well, sure you, you look back Jack, didn't you? you moved from home you turned out just fine so it's not that well. scary it's not that scary really mate once you're settled you'll be fine you know yeah. like there's a couple of Yorkie lads. You've got Rhodesy, Ollie, Farbraces, coached at Yorkshire. You've got Belly, you probably know quite well as well. Yeah, I, I know most of the boys. I'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, just just really excited to just get down there now and uh, 
and get cracking. Yeah. So. I can imagine. What were your... Um, it's interesting, Brezzy, because, you know, I, when I think of you as a cricketer, I think of you in two different kits. One is the, obviously, the, the sort of 2010, 11 Ashes white top, you know, with the Vodafone on and all that. And then the other one is an, an England ODI shirt. And you've had great success in both. Obviously, you've won a World Cup, two Ashes. Um, what were your ambitions starting off? Because I, I can't imagine that, you know, when you're like 14, 15, 16, and you're sort of getting into the Yorkshire setup and all that kind of stuff, that you would have imagined, I mean, maybe you did, but imagine that you'd had all that success that you've had because it's, you know, amazing. Not many cricketers get to that level. So that's testament to your ability, really. Uh, yeah. I didn't really have any have any sort of goals or anything like that. I just really, really enjoyed playing cricket. Yeah. Um, and it, it only really got serious after, um, I suppose I needed it, needed the money to survive with. <laughs> like, <laughs> move, <laughs> moving out of home and like, you know, getting, getting a, a mortgage and all that sort of stuff having to pay your own bills and stuff. That's when it got serious for me. But all leading up to that point, it was just, you know, just a good a good laugh, really, and that I enjoyed that I, I was quite good at. So, obviously, I, I played when I was 16 in the in New York's first team. So, like, from 16 to 18, those two years, like, I was still living at home. Like, I'd only just passed my driving test. Um like in the second year. Um, so yeah, it was just like, uh, they were just, to quote uh, Wolf of Wall Street, fun coupons, that's all they were. <laughs> until, <laughs> until I got a mortgage and then it got out of crap, got bills to pay now. <laughs> so yeah, that's when cricket got serious and that's when, you know, I sort of changed my, um, I don't know, sort of perspective a little bit onto Right. Okay. Well, how how good can I actually get at this? You know, how how far can I actually go? And that's the only time really that I actually, you know, challenged myself or started challenging myself. Yeah. What was it, what was it like in the uh, Yorkshire change room when you started as a, a young nipper like that? I've I've heard stories from you before, but Mate, I to carnage, absolute carnage. Do you know what? I was um, I've just been cleaning the garage out this afternoon, so I literally filled. You know them England coffins with zips on that go around? I filled nine of those and donated them to the local cricket club, like just with old kit and shirts and all sorts, like tracksuits. Because simply when we moved to Birmingham, we just won't have the room. Like, I won't have any space yeah. to be able to keep it. So I took all the best bits out and like saved myself a couple of bags full of kit. But on one of the shirts that I've saved is from, uh, it's signed by Ian Harvey. And he was like one of the the first overseas that I played with. And it's a, it's a yellow. So I played with Buff. And it, back then it was two overseas. Buff and Ian Harvey actually played in the same team. Wow. You can imagine what they were like. So Had a drink or two then? Oh, yeah. He actually signed his shirt to me. Brez, all the best, mate. Keep that drinking hand warm until I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Relative. And that pretty much just epitomised like the the culture that we had back then. Like we're talking, it was early two thousand, like two thousand and two, two thousand and three. The professionalism was not nearly what it is now. Yeah. When did you see that shift, Tim? When did you 
thing. I think I missed it, mate. I totally missed it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I still play the old way. Uh, no, I, I think it was probably my first preseason after a massive break with Yorkshire because obviously I was on the England like gravy train for a bit. Like that's that's like you're in your own little bubble. You just literally yeah. Like all these bags, they had UPS stickers on them. Like so, basically, you pack all your crap into one bag with all your red, uh, red ball kit at the end of the series, and you just you leave it in a room, and it just gets like mailed to your house, no matter where you are in the world. Like they've got so many stickers on. I was like, where? What's that? That's been through a few airports, like Turkmenistan <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, I can't remember going there. Just <laughs> the bags that end up like getting shipped all over. Anyway, digress. But yeah, like my first preseason back, sort of what was it, Jack? Probably 2014, maybe. Um, was it not 15 for you? Might have been 15. So, like, I missed maybe 2008 to 2015. Wow. And I think that's when that's when it yeah. got somewhere in that period. I obviously missed it. Um, you just on, did you go to Sri Lanka on pre-season with Yorkshire in 2014? No, I missed that one. Yeah, that was boring. Uh, he was on the England tour getting pissed with all those lot instead. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that Sri Lanka that year? Yeah, we went to Sri Lanka the year, uh, the year we won it for the first time. Yeah. And the uh, second year we obviously went to Abu Dhabi, but you were there for that one, weren't you? Yeah, I played in Abu Dhabi, yeah. yeah. Quality. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so like, I was listening to Michael Vaughan on something the other week, and he was saying that when he first started... Is he talking about recreational cricket, by any chance? <laughs> He's been talking about that a lot this week, hasn't he? Dear me. Someone's got to bang the drum, I suppose. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't be able to use Brezzy's kit that he's donated. Otherwise, it's all gone to waste, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> we're, um, yeah, I mean, he was listening. He was saying he was saying that when he started, what he, I mean, he was like early 90s when he started. And he was saying that that was like too unprofessional. He said at some point in the middle, sort of early noughties, it was perfect. He said, and by the end, it was just like, nah, not for me. But yeah. so, you know, you've kind of been in that, you know, you were just starting in that bit that he sort of described as being perfect. Yeah. Do you have the same take on it? Because there's that culture that you mentioned, and for a young lad, I mean that that's got to be a massive part of the enjoyment factor as well. Because um, you know who's this young lad coming in, and you know, sort of, yeah. you've got to earn your stripes, basically, haven't you? You probably made you a tougher player for it, really. Oh yeah, I think you've got to be. Um, I think you, well, you've got to be able to drink as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> No, I think that's where you do a lot of learning, though, as well. Like, yeah. I learned a hell of a lot from listening and talking and asking questions rather than, you know, at practice where you're working on one-on-one -on -one and stuff. Like, you know, to learn the intricacies of the game, which is a massive game of chess at points, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, you know, just... And, and, and as well, not, not my own teammates, but the oppositions as well. Like, um, I remember being really young, and we finished in three days and we've gone out both teams uh, Somerset and got properly like mangled on like <laughs> scrumpy or whatever it is <laughs> and I talked Ace. to um, uh, Charles Langerfeld for hours and hours just chewed his ear off like about reverse swing and about um, like bowling bounces and stuff like that 
But he, he called me, he's like, come here, young'un, let's have a chat. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's nice about that sort of environment and that sort of, that era where it wasn't taboo to go and ask, you know, people for help. And it wasn't, you know, and and you, if you do it in the bar when you're having a few drinks, you know, you're going to forget a lot of it, but some of it's going to stick. And, you know, the, the bits that do stick are not about worth remembering. I mean, without naming names, I'm guessing that you've probably seen some of the younger lads now who they might be in like an England under-19 setup or something when they're 18, 19. And then you see them at Yorkshire or sort of on the county circuit and they're taking it far too seriously. And, they, yeah. you know, they don't have that, um, you know, that fun side, if you like. You hear stories about Freddie and stuff when he was on 19s. And mm-hmm. um, and it's just like a different world to what it is now. You know, you think that you'd never be able to get away with that now because you'd have coaches all over you and sending you home and banning you and all that. Do you think? Yeah. Do, you, do you think that a lot of them take it a bit too? They're trying to be professional too young now. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you have got to enjoy your, your youth. You know, otherwise it's you know it's going to pass you by. And this is a great way of enjoying your youth is playing cricket. Um, you travel. You know, you have a lot of downtime. Um, you're basically travelling around the world or whatever the country with your eleven of your mates. Um, staying in hotels and stuff like that. Professional cricket is probably the best lifestyle of any sport, apart from golf, I reckon. But golf, you're on your own as well, aren't you? Like, yeah. So cricket, I'd probably put up there. Um, and, and you can have a few beers and relax and stuff on an evening. Like, There's nothing to stop you. Um, but yeah, like when the lads come down with protein shakes at bar and stuff, yeah, it's just, it doesn't really grab me. It really, uh, it's not inspiring me. It depends what the um, the environment's like, I suppose, when the coach is set out. For some coaches, would be like, yeah, go, go and have your beers or whatever, but if you're not performing, we'll use it against you. So a lot of youngsters would be a bit afraid to do it as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. Did you try and bring anyone into Guinness Club? Um, when I was playing there, Brez, Lively and Hoddy, I think it was, formed Guinness Club, which was a away game thing, wasn't it? It was an away game thing. It actually worked for a long time, didn't it? Like, <laughs> we had unbelievable success for three years. Of <laughs> back to back, to back champos. That's the key. That's the secret, then, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly. The key, yeah, we had, we had a work. lot of. We actually had uh, Joe Root paid his subscription and wrote a letter to the chairman to join Guinness Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quality. Who was the? Uh, who was the chairman? Was he, were you the chairman of, of Guinness Hod. Club? Right. was the chairman and then when he retired he sort of passed it passed the baton on yeah. um, he loved it you don't you don't even really see Hoddy on the odd home win or obviously yeah. in away games he lived for that so obviously Lyle and Brez was young dad as well any chance to sort of stay up for a couple of drinks <laughs> in the hotel bar couple of drinks and then you're still getting more kip anyway than what you do at home exactly. <laughs> yeah that's true but, um, yeah they were very sort of right this is our little bubble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice I like that. Um, when you got called up for England, Tim, because obviously Barmy Army podcast and um, a lot of the listeners and stuff are very fond of what you've done in an England shirt. We'll come on to your song in just a moment because I think it's one of the GOAT songs. No, you're not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of your song. Try to get... Uh, I was in Sri Lanka. I think it was 2012. Try to get Billy to rewrite it, but he was having none of it. So that's the, that's the <laughs> guy. You, what, no matter whether you like it or not, once you've got your song, it's that set. <laughs> Feel sorry for Jimmy. He's been the best bowler we've ever seen, and he's got the worst song ever. So, yeah. 
Was that, is that the, the garlic naan one? Is that what the one you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I like it, mate. I think it's good. <laughs> it's a belter. <laughs> it's, it's good. It is very. Um, I mean, what was the, just what was that like? Getting called up for England and then all of a sudden, because there is a big difference now, isn't there? You know, forty years ago, there was you know you'd get the packed house at Headingley for a Champo game, and now obviously you've got the T Twenty nights, which are really exciting, and that's like the razzmatazz. But you're playing for England and you've got like a load of nutters stood on a bank in some far-flung corner of the world, the Barmy Army, singing your name and going absolutely berserk. And it's like the closest you can get to, I don't know, playing in front of 30,000 at Ellen Road, isn't it, I suppose, in many ways. So what, what, just what was that like? What was your first uh, kind of experiences of it like? Well, it was uh, my first overseas tour. Obviously, back then, they didn't really frequent the home games. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why. But uh, yeah, the, my first away tour was Bangladesh, mm. and there was that's where the naan bread thing came from. Yeah, because obviously they were devouring naan breads at a rate of knots. <laughs> <laughs> Curry count ninety-seven. Uh, what was your record for England, Brez? Did you not? Did you play your first thirteen were all wins or something like that? You just, you just literally. Are you, have you got Wikipedia in front of you? No, I just remember. <laughs> He's a cricket badger, that's why, Brez. He is a badger. Closet badger. We all are, aren't we? Students yeah. of the yeah. game. Students, Students of the game. <laughs> wow, love that. Yeah, was it 13 tests, Brez? Something like that. I think I was two short of Gil... Uh, one shot of uh, Gilchrist, I think. It was either wow. 12 or 13. Pretty cool, so whenever you play for England, you just win a game. That was tests only, though, not... not yeah. Just tests. When you were playing for England... Tim, what was what was it like first walking into that England dressing room? Who were you like looking up to as your people that you were going to try and impress or try and um, take note of? Well, my first sort of experience was uh, Sri Lanka. I, I played a couple of one days uh, Sri Lanka in two thousand six, I think, or two thousand. Yeah, it had to be six, seven, something around there. And um, there was like eight debutants. So it was a totally new sort of feeling and atmosphere. And so I didn't really get a sense of it. Obviously, like KP was there, Strauss was there, and um, who else was there? A few others, Cookie, maybe. Um, but yeah, like that, that, was, that was all I really knew because there were like nine other lads that were like shit in the pants as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So it wasn't until sort of I had my second go around um, that it was like, right, this is it now. Like walking into a bit more of a settled team. and um, But then again, like because I played county cricket since I was like 12 or something, I (laughs) I knew pretty much everyone on the circuit anyway and played against them. (laughs) Brez is the biggest dog out there. That's what he's trying to say, that everyone looks up to him. I'm not the biggest biggest dog. He's, He's pretty big though, you know. I'm I'm the oldest dog now. <laughs> no, Steve was the oldest dog still, isn't he? Oh, I'm older than you, bro. Yeah, you are. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He sounds surprised. He's tall, he's forehead. Well, yeah, he obviously looks it. Creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the twenty. I want to know about the T Twenty World Cup win because it's. I, I've watched it back. You know when they keep playing them in the lockdown and they keep mm. showing them back, and I thought oh, I'll sit and watch this for an hour or whatever. 
It's so good because you just look like you're all loving it. It's like, right, we're going to turn up and we're going to win. That was it. And there was no song and dance about it. And it was like no sort of, I want to say there's no plan. I mean, obviously, there was planning going into it. But, you know, like we've had this four-year cycle for England to win the last, you know, the, the, the World Cup. And then the T20 World Cup, it seemed like, right, we're, we're a good bunch of lads. We're going to go over there and we're going to win it. No song and dance. Yeah. Done. Bish, bash, yeah, no, bosh. That, thank you very that much. That was it. That was it. We were confident. And from the start of the tournament, we'd... I think that from the first game of the tournament, that was the first time those 11 had come together. Right. And I think wow. those 11 pretty much went all the way through, apart from a swap here and there, maybe for Kevin Ravi or something like that. Um, but like after the group stages, pretty much everyone knew their role. Everyone knew exactly when they were going to bowl or when they, you know, when it was probably, uh, if, it, if I'm not on now, I'm not getting a gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so, like, but everyone knew how they were going to play when they batted. Like, everyone knew what, exactly what role they were doing. In fact, everyone knew exactly where they were fielding as well. So, Collie, yes. even though it was, like, super intense, super organised on the field, like, it was very, um, let's, take the, let's take it to the opposition. Like, let's dominate them. Like, we don't care what they're going to do. We're just going to do it better than them or we're going to just be more aggressive or... Um, and it was a really, it was a lot of fun to play cricket like that. Yeah. A lot of fun. Was it in Barbados where you won it? Yeah. So what was, um, what was it like to win a, yeah, what was it like to win a World Cup in Barbados and celebrations or what? Unbelievable, Jack. Free bar, isn't it? All the lights. It was, uh, do you know what? I can't remember buying a drink, so it must have been. <laughs> it must have been. People were offering to buy me them. Um, I'm not sure whether or not it was free. <laughs> free bar, mate. They just wanted a picture. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's yeah. that's so good. That is... We asked Belly if he could go back over his England career and have like one match or one celebration again. He would have chosen Sydney after the Ashes win. Would you go back to that one as well in your England career? Hang on, I'm just trying to remember Sydney. Like sat on the outfield, he reckoned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sat on the outfield and then we had a few in the sheds and then a few more in the sheds. I think we stayed in the sheds for ages. And then we got back, got changed. I think we picked the girls up and then we went we went we went and found the Barmy Army Bar, actually. Yeah, cargo bar. On That's the, the one. Darling um, Arbor. And we got in the service elevator. <laughs> we got smuggled in the back door. And when we got in there, um, there were like five or six lads already in there. And they were up on stage singing their own songs to the yeah. Barmy Army. Remember, Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy was saying it last week about he came on and he was poor him and... Prior yourself were pouring pints for everyone in the bar. I mean, it was um, that's right, yeah. a real day. It was Quality. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Sydney. Yeah, that's, Quality. that's great. Oh, brilliant! Actually, Love. most of the Barmy Army came on my stack too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Tell us yeah, about well, tell us about that. Like a story. Well, I had it in uh, Colombo. I mean, wow. I mean, why not? You know, why not have your stag doing Colombo Brez? Well, yeah, I only had ten days in between series, and that's when we decided to get married. So my wife flew out to Colombo, and then we went to the Maldives and did it a couple of days after the end of the T20 
test tour over there. Um, oh. And the Barmy Army weren't flying out until the day after next. <laughs> and most of the lads had to leave for the airport at, it was like something stupid, like three in the morning. So Reggie's like rounding them up out of the uh, hotel bar and sticking them on the bus with their suitcases. Uh, <laughs> like getting their jeans off them. <laughs> and putting their like putting track suits on them and just like throwing their jeans and stuff out the window <laughs> of the bus, <laughs> like so they can check, get checked in and stuff. But I was there until the next afternoon. Uh, so after after three a.m., um, I think I actually went up with uh, is it Minty Minty Mitzi, the guy who goes that guy. Oh, oh yeah, Big Graham. Big Graham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legend. Yeah. Um, and he made me a... Um, what's his favourite? With the... Uh, Big J. Oh. The t- tomato juice and the Worcester Bloody sauce. Mary. Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, after a test win, 40 degree heat and about five teen, five he, teen he, does, he doesn't drink one, does he? He doesn't no. drink one. And it was the strongest thing I've ever put in my mouth as well. And, like, fiery. <laughs> Yeah. brilliant legend what a great story that's great that um we'll come on yeah, to that's the... what i was trying to billy about changing my song and uh gylo yeah cool. like, lads saw it out it's, it's shit it's terrible like <laughs> i don't even yeah. eat naan bread <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't like it innit? yeah they were like oh well well what can we change it to i was like well what about this or what about that they were like nah you, nah. Can't, write, you can't write your own song mate <laughs> <laughs> Get them in, yeah doesn't matter who you are mate you can't write your own yeah exactly <laughs> fantastic um we'll come on to the members questions in a moment because they've sort of sent us a few in so thank you for those um look you know t- 10 11 that's like a lot of people in the barmy army's favorite tour obviously for you know obvious reasons and you've talked about the celebrations and stuff after um on the pitch, because we've talked about a lot of stuff off the pitch. I mean, look, you, you know, you got the, the the wickets of Ponting, Watson, Hussey, Hilfenhaus in that famous test at the MCG. Is And then obviously the sprinkler and stuff afterwards and just like absolutely lapping it up. Is that the absolute pinnacle? Is that the best it gets in, in cricket? I mean, because there's yeah, nothing think, really that compares, is there? Oh, no. I, th- I think the first day of that test, Boxing Day, was probably the best. Best day I've ever had on cricket field. Um, like having them all out for 96 just after lunch and then <laughs> like going back into the dining room getting second <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> nah. yeah um, and then by tea like coming back out after tea and there's only 40,000 by me army in the ground all the Australians have just gone home <laughs> it was brilliant like Ah, it's Mike. Let's just go have a nice boxing day. We'll go throw a shrimp on Barbie or whatever you do on boxing day. In Australia. <laughs> like, but yeah, back to cricket. These guys are shit. <laughs> um, Absolutely that is, brilliant. Did you ever cop it from the um, Aussie supporters or players or anything? Not at the MCG. Uh, but ever in your career? They're all, they're all fucked off after tea. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Just because like you obviously had a stint with the Scorchers as well, so I wonder what it was like going into a completely different yeah. Well, it is like Perth. I copped it at Perth. Um, yeah. Like probably worse than anywhere else. Obviously, they're a bit weird the, out there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I played obviously my last test 
in Perth before I started playing for the Scorchers. So um, I remember his like his name, the guy. What's his name? Obviously, because I played with the Scorchers as well. The guy who's absolute fanatical. He paints his face orange and all sorts. Dyes his beard a lot. Dyes his hair. Like he's famous. Can't remember his name. Can't that famous. Not that famous. <laughs> he's really well known, but I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, he's well, he's really well known in Perth. Anyway, he's a he's a bogan. He's a proper bogan as well. Um, so yeah, he abused me while we were playing there for England, and then as like I got sent down first game for the Scorchers, I got sent down towards the old where I thought I was going to cop a bit, and oh my god, it was amazing. Like, oh, Brezzy, we love you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> fucking legend, mate. I'm like, wow, this is quality. A bit different playing here as a Perth Scorcher than it is playing as, a, as an England player. But yeah, no, that was totally different. Same all the way, all around, like all over Australia. If you're playing in the Big Bash, like you got a lot of a lot of fans. I think, it, like, obviously it helped the way we played that series as well. Uh, we got the fans on side, but um, yeah, like. I think Aussies just appreciate good cricket and good cricket. Yeah, really. yeah. Except if they're losing, then they don't appreciate it at all. Yeah, if, exactly. if it's against them. And just Brezzy talking about the MCG test, that spell of bowling that you bowled—is that your most memorable spell when you got out? Watson, Ponting, who else? Well, not really. Um, Worcester you go through the wickets. Fifteen was pretty good. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ponting left. Uh, sorry, Watson left a straight one. Ponting's dirty drag on. Pussy probably just. I probably got my wrist a little bit wrong, and it came out sort of <laughs> half a mile an hour slower, and he just chipped it to cover. <laughs> well, Silphenhouse. That was probably only genuine dismissal. The rest of them were a bit soft. I think so, you were very modest there. To be fair. <laughs> no, I bowled better than that. Like I bowled unbelievably at Trent Bridge. In, there we uh, go. This is the press match. match. <laughs> it's what? That's the press I know. <laughs> what? That was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable at Trembridge. I got a wicket. Uh, it's, it's called, uh, Google it or like get it on YouTube or something. Mukund, his name. Like the uh, the Indians had racked off um, DRS, haven't they? Because they didn't like it. Yeah. So we were like, we were pissing in our pants every time they got one wrong the umps. Like, and it went, it went for us. <laughs> so it's, I bowled him a bounce and he's gone like that and he's fended at it. Sorry, left handed, fended at it. Missed his glove by that much, but it swung after the bat. And Strauss has <laughs> got it at first slip on his right ear. Like that, and Umps has stood with his finger on it. I was like, he's missed it by a foot. We're all like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Love that. It's unbelievable. Let's try and look for it on um, on YouTube or something like that. It's probably yeah. one of the worst dismissals. Uh, well, best dismissal I've ever seen. Because it was like I've never seen one do that. Like look like he's and then swing to slip. Genius. Love it. That's just how good I was in that series. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging it after the bat as well. <laughs> Um, we'll come on to the Barmy Meets questions then. So uh, this podcast, we do it sort of in, in conjunction now with Barmy Meets, which is on the Barmy Army YouTube channel. Um, thanks to all the members, by the way, who've got in touch and sent in questions. Yeah. And if you are watching, um, nice one. And you can see that Brezzy's got a lovely professional setup, actually. Um, but if you're on the podcast, well, you can't you can't see him. But it's, honestly, well, it looks I'm great. I'm doing my own podcast, actually, if you want to give that a listen. All right, all go the, on uh... then. But, I mean, we're happy to plug the podcast because we're number one. So, yeah, go on, Brezzy. 
<laughs> well, we were number one for a couple of weeks. Uh, we're called Covers Off. Oh, I've, I've had to leave now, though. What? I'm no uh, longer uh, was it, are you, <laughs> was are it you changing the name to Brezzy's Off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, the new podcast, Brezzy's Off. <laughs> no, it's Covers Off, the Yorkshire Cricket Podcast. It's actually, well, I can't, I can't speak for it now, obviously, because I'm no, no part of it, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was quite good. Listen. I listened to a couple of episodes, it was very amusing. Did you have you heard the Magsy one? Yeah, well, that was the first one I listened to. <laughs> Genius, the Belter, yeah, Belter, funniest man in cricket. We'll have a listen to that. Yeah, I mean, we don't mind plugging we'll him. I mean, <laughs> that's annoying, that isn't it? That you've, you're off to Warwickshire, so you've been booted off the Yorkshire pod as well. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, oh, I can't say this, but it was, it was actually a really, really bad, like underhanded dig it wouldn't have come across well that what i was about to say uh. <laughs> but we'll never know no you won't <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we'll get on to the uh barry beats questions then pal um to move swiftly onwards from that uh, so the first one we've got in from tom jackson now this is this is one that might have to rack your brains a little bit he asks um can you name your top five grounds that you've played at so i'll give you a little bit of thinking time unless that you're just going to roll them straight off the tongue i'm guessing headingley's yeah. up there um no no, no. <laughs> okay it's, it's obviously edgebaston mate yeah the home of yeah well, edgebaston is one actually yeah, uh a place. like the the holly stand is ridiculous isn't it yeah yeah like some of the some of the things i've seen in that stand like playing there for england like my favorite, one of my favorite memories in cricket actually, is watching Spider Man climb to the stop, top of the stand, like, <laughs> yeah. like shin up the pole, like he was shinning up the pole, and the coppers, coppers at the bottom going, just looking at each other, going, "Well, you, you go get him then, mate." Like, he was literally <laughs> at the top, just going, <laughs> "Like brilliant." Um, yeah, so probably I go Lords, Newlands, Edge Baston. Uh, Sydney, Sydney, uh, Scarbados. Quality, good, good list. That very good list. Scarbados, no Scarbados. Yeah, Scarbados. Yeah, the yeah, place. yeah, Scarborough. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no other Ados anywhere, is there? Um, next, oh. uh, next, he was asking next. Is it, is it you, Chris? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Now, Martin, thanks for your question. You've not left your last name, so we'll never know who you are. Can Tim tell us how he is keeping fit during lockdown? Also, does he expect a call up from Chris Silverwood as they both come from Ponty? Cheers, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been on the bike, actually. Uh, I've become a bit of a cycling badger. Nice. Now, 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 I've got something for you on that, then, Brez. So, um, I've been. Ch- I was. We were chatting, as you know. We, we sort of, you know, we know Joe a bit, a little bit, and um, we were sort of saying to him, and he's obsessed with the peloton and stuff, and he? he's got the sort yeah. of fancy peloton thing. So I was saying to him, I said, I said, what are your numbers like? You know, because I know Michael Vaughan's obsessed with it, Lee Westwood, the golfer, and a few others, and they're always posting on Instagram and challenging each other. And I, I, I'm a bit not... of a clique, isn't it? There's a bit of a clique there. It is Danny Willett as well. Well, he, yeah. so I was chatting to to Joe about this, and he said. I can't believe it. the numbers are ridiculous. Anyway, he finds out off the England physio that apparently Vaughan and Westwood have been given theirs free and they've been given a cheat code to embellish their scores. Can Bullshit. you can well, you can you believe that? 
So that Vaughan yeah. is posting them. Yes, that's... I can believe Yes, it. I can. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, so can I. But, but, Westwood's uh, got a right gut on him. I know. And it's like, you know, they're both like, what, over, over, well over 40. And the smashing Stokesy Butler Joe to absolute pieces on it. So, oh, um, is, that, is that why it's, yeah, this is a bit of foul play going on? Yeah. So I just thought I'd enlighten you. You know, if you were getting, if you were looking at Vaughan's Instagram and going, bloody hell, you know, at least you know well, why no, now. I I, I, no, I wasn't, to be honest. <laughs> Fine. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, on, on. On, on. <laughs> on, on. Gin, gin, gin o'clock. You <laughs> have to get him on, aren't we? Yeah, we you are. You got to get him on. You got yeah. to get him on. I'll tell you what though, you won't get a word in. We had him on our podcast. Right. Jesus. Like you literally just put twenty pence in and that's it. And off he goes. Yeah, Bang. Yeah. He might want a bit more oh, than yeah, twenty pence off us though, Brezzy, I tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brooksy, go on, who's who's the next member's question yeah, from? Cheers, uh Phil Reynard. He said, oh, hi, lads, you'll probably be getting a lot of questions about his England days. However, my question for Brez is, have all the players, this is going to be a tough one for you, Brez, I think, have all the players that you play with for Yorkshire, are you able to name your best 11 that you played with during your time there? Uh, yeah, I did it the other day, actually, so it's not that hard. Um, is, Brooks, is Brooks in there before, we, or do we need to like it. kick him out and let him back but in? I doubt it, with the amount of good seamers at Yorkshire have had that Brez has played with. Brooksy, actually, Brooksy wasn't far off. Uh we obviously went into more detail, but I'll give you the rundown. Um, this this includes multiple overseas, though. So, yeah, uh, I'm going live. Rudolph, McGrath, Root, uh, Lehman, um, Gibbs. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I miss. I slipped up the other day because I didn't have a wicket keeper. <laughs> I was like, it's all right, balance will take the gloves, be fine. <laughs> Quality. Um so yeah, and then I had uh actually I had Blakey. Then yeah, the main put keeper in Blakey. Uh and sorry, balance was tough, man. Right. Brooks and drinks. You Good drinks, but yeah. Oh, unbelievable with drinks, isn't he? You get a wicket, it'll bring you 12 Jaeger bombs. (laughs) (laughs) One for me, lads. (laughs) Um, Then I had Rashid. Uh, I didn't pick myself. Um, Then I had uh, Three more to go. Yeah, I had Goff, City, Silverwood, Chalky, side bottom. Nice. It's a serious side, isn't it? And you know yeah. what? You could have. I bet that was quite hard as well, wasn't it, Brez? You could have picked picking loads. the seamers. Yeah, picking the seamers is. Like, and I could have picked like more overseas as well, because um, we've had some unbelievable overseas, uh, like. Kane Williamson, for example. Kane Williamson not make the side? No. <laughs> Tough school up at the top of that order. Well, yeah, but would you go with Roots or Williamson? Well, you go right. you go Joe, obviously, don't you? You know? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Obviously. And he listens to the pod, and I'm sure Kane doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Kane might, you know. Is that nice yeah. a bloke? He probably is listening. Yeah. <laughs> Call it. I mean, that, that that's the right list of people, by the way, that you've played yeah. with. It's mad. Great to look at. Jeez. Serious question. 
Thanks, Phil. Great question, yeah, cheers, that one. Phil. Great question. Yeah, well done, uh, next one is uh, from Harold. Cheers, Harold. Um, what is your best off... I mean, we've kind of had this already, but you might sort of bring up a few more. What is your best off-pitch memory from the 2010-11 Ashes Tour? Uh, like it's, it's not my just hearing the story of prior Peterson uh, and someone and Brody maybe just bowling out the back of the ambulance from uh, from Reg the security man. Never heard this. I'm not on the pod anyway. We've not heard this story. How have you not heard this? Go on, Brez. Uh, so Perth, obviously we get there. Um, climatization tradition anyway to just go have a massive bender get yourself into time zone um, the only way correct so we're out in Subiaco or wherever we at this nightclub everyone's there like Straussy dad dancing D-Lot um, <laughs> anyway I get back about four I think something like that but then you sleep until like ten and then you're up and that's it. You're good for the day then. And then you just fight it and you try and stay awake until like nine the following night. And then that's it. You've no, like, that's the end of your sort of acclimatisation. Um, so, yeah, like, I get in about four. Uh, a few lads did and dabbed later. But the next day, um, Reg, like, sort of gets around the squad and he comes to see me. He's like, Reg, you know anything about... Um, Lads in an ambulance. I was like, no, mate, I haven't heard it. Why? What's happened? He goes, oh, yeah, I, went, I got a call to the security manager's office at the hotel. And he said, uh, got something you might want to look at for you, your lads. And he's like, oh, Jesus, what now? So about 5.25 in the morning, this ambulance pulls up. He's checking his notes. The security manager's like, yep, not had a report. of, And no one's called ambulance. <laughs> like... As you can see, no one called numbers. Anyway, about 15 seconds later, three of our lads have bowled straight out the back of this ambulance like that. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Like getting rid of oxygen masks, throwing them back in. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, they've been trying to get a taxi back from Subiaco and it was an ex-pat paramedic. And he's seen him on the side at road going, all right, lads, what's crack? He said, oh, we can't get home big and give us a lift. He's like, yeah, no worries, jump in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, world class. Absolutely world class. That's so, Reg, Reg uh, yeah, he was a little bit taken aback, so to speak. Didn't realise what had happened, like whether someone had been in a bit of a precarious <laughs> situation or something, but no, he's all, all, good, all good. That's great. Brilliant. Love it. Top question. Top question. Now, Alice Sutton has asked, Brez, can you tell us your best changing room prank you've seen or played? Um, one of the best I've heard. Oh, actually, one of the best I've seen, Gavin Hamilton at Scarborough Cricket Club. So back in the day, they had the big you know, leather coffins or plastic yeah. coffin type things. I think they're coming back a little bit now, aren't they? A few England boys have got them. Um, but yeah, they were like, they were a nightmare. You couldn't squash them in the back of your car or anything. They were terrible. But so Silver's had one with his name on, England numbers, like 
three lions on it, the lot. Gav, after play, Silva's gone back to hotel. He's gone to groundsman's shed, got a drill and six massive bolts and some spanners. Right, and he's drilled through the coffin, through the table that he'd put it on, and bolted it to the table with a socket set. Right. <laughs> Washers and everything. Like, you wouldn't... <laughs> We're all watching going, Gav, he's going to fucking do you. Like, don't do it, mate. He's like, yeah, they're right. Puts his kit in exactly as he found it. Next three days pass. Not a dicky bird. No one's, like, he's not noticed anything like this. Last day, packing our kit, I think it was a boring drawer or something. Snipper's got his usual, he's been round at Snipper. So yeah. the like, lads are like putting the, putting the socks through like, up to the kneecaps and stuff. Like, That's great. Just missing out your pants and that. <laughs> so everyone's having a good old giggle about that. Anyway, everyone's in on this joke. So we all wait until Silver's has finished showering, packs his kit, and then goes to take his coffin off the table. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, what the hell? Pulls the table up with it. Like, he's going, what the hell? It took him nearly two and a half hours to get his coffin unattached from that table. <laughs> in fact, I think in the end, because he couldn't, he didn't have the socket set, he just had a little spanner from, like, upstairs in bar. He, he snapped the legs off the table and took the table top <laughs> attached to his coffin. <laughs> In his car to the next next game. <laughs> that is so good. I love oh, it. What a story. That's a uh, belter. That is a belter. There's really just good. been so lo- like so many. Yeah. Um, Al Morris with Max's fish fish pads. Uh, you've heard that one, haven't you? No. Al Morris. Remember Al Morris? Yeah, but and I've not heard, we've not heard this one either. Brezzy, this is this is brilliant. Come on. Al Moore and uh, batteries running low or whatever. Sorry. Hang on, you can edit this out, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switch this on. Quite excited for this story now. Oh, mate, it's well worth it. It's not. So, <laughs> you know that, like, back in the day, they used to play three days and then break, have uh, play a Sunday league and then go back on the Monday and finish the game. Yeah. So, baking out at, I think it was at Sheffield, Sheffield Collegiate, actually, or Doncaster, somewhere it's, like that. Um, One of yeah. our grounds, yeah. And um, Mags has been batting, got 180 odd. Like, anyway, they've all showered, changed. Uh, Mags had done something to Almo. So to get him back, he'd gone and asked his brother to get him a, a full cod from, um, from like, fishmongers fish in town. Yeah, fishmongers <laughs> in town. Mags has shut his pads away and stuff. Almo's literally stuck two, uh, two cods, one behind each pad, right? They got back on the Monday to play the, the oh, rest no. of the game and it had been baking hot on the Sunday. Like, and it literally just stunk out the flies, <laughs> maggots, all sorts. Lads couldn't bear to go in there. So they all changed outside because of the smell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. This is great. Super duper. Love it. Brooksy, is your question going to be able to top those? Probably not. No, mine's a bit more <coughs> crickety again. It's from Angus Sinclair. So thanks, Angus. Um, Prez, what was your favourite wicket and your favourite innings of all time? 
I can tell you what your best innings is, I've seen. You want it Lords, wouldn't it? Lords, yeah. Uh, mm. Probably is actually best innings of all time. I actually won a trophy for that. I don't know, it's around here somewhere. Give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you can show us a trophy. <laughs> Love that. We'll fill we'll fill you, um, you fill us count if your dad gave you it, Brad. <laughs> yeah, so Brooks, when, was, was, like... was this in the Champo, Brooks, here, yeah? Yeah, it was the um when we were at Yorkshire going for the three peak at Lords and uh Bresden City has to pit on like 40 at the end to get the last bonus point to keep us in the hunt. And Bresden up with 140, not out in these. So I was just, uh, I've just done the bar up in the uh, in the thing. So I just, just built a bar and stuff in the well, cave. That's lovely, that, isn't it? Hey. I'll use that for another week and then you got to leave it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the new owners will be buzzing about the bar. <laughs> Coming with me, isn't it? Oh, class. So anyway, this is proper. Proper good trip, proper good pick, uh, trophy. This plastic, the cricketer readers' award championship innings of the year. Oh, nice, that's good. That that's Look a proper at that. cricket badger trophy as well. Isn't that it? is a badger trophy. Yeah, <laughs> love that. <laughs> it's a good find as well. Nice, exactly. Well, it was just down there in a bag. I haven't literally put all the stuff on the I'm going to put on the bar yet. I don't think that's going to make it, if I'm honest. That's that's the one best thing about um, Rooty's place is that his one award that's up in his bar is Barmy Army Player of the Year 2017, and it's a big beer belly with a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, absolutely outstanding. You got a favourite wicket, Brez, or uh, um, your knee slide at Headingley in a T20 Roses game was decent celebration. I remember that. That was class. Yeah, that was for a run out. For a run out. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. It? Jimmy Bresner. Um, favorite wicket. Uh, Sachin on 92 when he was on ninety nine international hundreds. Oh, you got booed, didn't you? For the Indians wanted to lynch you, didn't they? Got death threats. Yeah. What? Got got Indians uh, sending me death really? threats on Twitter. Yeah. Me and the umpire. The umpire actually got some. Um, like. Properly sent to his house and everything. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Hill, I think it was. I mean, you know, you could have just replied yeah. to him and said, well, he should have batted a bit better, shouldn't he, you know? Well, thing is, it was missing leg by a mile, but they didn't have DRS. So again, their own fault, though, isn't it? It's their own Correct. fault. That's what we said. That's what we said. <laughs> Fantastic. Heavy head, wasn't it? Just fell over it. Big Satchin. <laughs> big Satchin. Yeah, well, little Satchin, big heavy head. <laughs> warn him about it. Good dish. Don't watch the eyes, youngster. <laughs> um, another, another question in for, uh, here we've got uh, from from Paul Robinson. I'm not sure if that's the you know it might might be the former Leeds United goalie Brez actually. Army Army member as well. So um, yeah. so it might be. We're not sure, but it, it could be Paul Robinson. How excited are you? To be playing at the home of the Barmy Army for the rest of your county career. So, it's the only reason I signed for that Holly stand. <laughs> yeah. As long as, as long as you send like 20,000 down every time I play to come and support, <laughs> then Absolutely. yeah, it'll be, it'll be amazing. It'll be bouncing. Um, it'll be bouncing yeah. on a Friday night for the T20s and stuff, though, Brez, won't it? It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, Can't wait to get stuck into that local derby, the old. Uh, Bears, pairs. Ooh, that's rivalry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Just like the Yorkshire Lancashire derby, isn't it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on to a question from um, Emily Newton has asked you, what's your what's the best bit of Barmy Army banter slash song that you've seen or heard whilst playing for England? What's the best moment from the crowd? Uh, um, probably the Mitch Johnson he balls to the left. Yeah, how can you beat that? That's going to be the best of all time, isn't it? I reckon were, it is. Yeah. Were you um were you on the field when Tremlett took that wicket when he walked out to bat Golden Duck? Yeah. Yeah. What was that moment like? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he just got he, he abused all the way on, and then like. Three seconds later, he's getting abused all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually, I played with him at the Scorchers as well, and he spoke about it. Like, it genuinely, it affected him. It hurt him. Yeah. But he yeah. said, yeah, it made me stronger. Like, it made me stronger. It made me want to, want to come back stronger. And, yeah, the will. And it, it, do you know what? He did. He yeah. did as well, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Wow. Into he's one of those people he was doing the world cup commentary last year for the radio and stuff and he was doing a bit of telly and whatever he's one of those people i was really disappointed that he's actually quite a nice bloke i yeah, thought yeah. oh it's a shame this because yeah. i really didn't like him as a player with his tash yeah. and sneering away but yeah. now he's what was it like to play with him i mean probably yeah hated he's, him. Good, he's good lads he's good lads like yeah we did have like rivalry because obviously he could bowl rockets but i could bat a little bit and then, but he, 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 he could hold a bat, but he, like, he wasn't, yeah. yeah, he wasn't that fussed for it. And then we'd just try and like kill him basically, just come <laughs> from what he'd been doing to us. And like, he'd just, he'd get all like snarly and stuff. And like, he'd just come at us even harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Like him and Jimmy. Oh, that was proper. That Like I was stood at the other end going, he's actually going to, he's going to kill him. Yeah. He's going to kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's actually got a, he's got a chance here. So I just thought, well, like, mate, what are you doing? Like, he's like, I'm not trying to get him out. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. Please don't get a quick single here, Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, but yeah, genuinely yeah. nice, but... Good, good. Next question. Any more questions? We've got another question, Yeah, Brooksy. I've got one more. Just um, actually interesting, you just touched on making him stronger mentally. This is a question from Opening Up Cricket, who the Barmy Arm is one of their partners, aren't they, Chris? Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, partner with Mental Health Cricket. Charity. Yeah. Um, simply like, Brez, how do you look after your mental health? Well, it's, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. Um, I think this, this, this has been really good for me, the old lockdown. Um, I think if you, if you try and attack it in a positive way rather than try and let it get you down about all the stuff you're missing out on. Just, you know, just turn it on its head, like all the stuff that you're gaining from, from lockdown. Um, and for me, it was like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting fitter. I'm getting leaner. Um, I'm not being told what to do, being made to lift weights. Um, you know, I'm spending so much extra time that I wouldn't usually get with my family in the summer when the weather's nice. So I can then, you know, enjoy the garden, enjoy the yeah. taking the kids on walks and bike rides and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, like DIY, like getting loads of stuff done around the house and then genuinely just not having anything to do. Like, it's been really good this sort of lockdown period. But it, I agree, it is tough. 
Um, I suppose if you live on your own, that would be that would be one of the hardest things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've I've struggled in the past, mental health wise. Um, don't mind saying, um, I had a couple of couple of decent sized wobbles actually. Um, well, I've just gone. This is enough. That's enough for me. I don't want to play cricket anymore. Kind of thing. I had a big one in uh, after the where the series I made my debut. Actually, I got pumped everywhere by Jai Surya. Actually, ball at a left hander for about three years after that. Um, just got nervous every time a left hander came in. Um, and then got drugged in uh, Hong Kong. <laughs> it's, it's a long story. <laughs> Where did that come from? Wow. Wow. We're in, uh, we're in Hong Kong Sixers, myself and Johnny Trot, and we got spiked. Uh, they reckon it was ketamine because there was traces in our systems. But we had the, we got back to the Loughborough and had the drugs tests and stuff, the voluntary ones. And uh, yeah, I just like, I'd lost the plot by then anyway. Like, I just didn't want Really? So yeah. When was, was that, Brezzy? 2000 and... I reckon that was the winter. That was the sort of end of the 2008 summer. And then I had that whole winter off. I had a really good pre-season with Yorkshire in Abu Dhabi. Um, were you there on that one, Jack? Or was that before you? I think that um, was when Goffey came back as captain. No, it was way before me then. Yeah, we had Plus Chalky that, White, like... Scuba. Like, it was yeah. like walking back into an environment with all your mates and just, it was like a stag do, just like really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed my cricket again. Um, and I played the first test of that summer, the 2009 summer. Yeah. That's, uh, That's yeah. It. It's a good way to end. Look, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. We wish you all the best. You know, yeah. at Warwickshire, maybe you can sneak into the champo in as well. I mean, Brooksy will have something to say about that, but um, that'd be that'd be that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, and um, you know, hopefully yeah. get a bit of cricket in and and good luck with the move. And look, pleasure speaking with you. Really appreciate your time, yeah. and um, hope that um, at the Bears it brings you a load of success. So, uh, Brezzy, thank you so much, mate. Norris, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, top man. Top man. So Tim Bresden, well, I mean, some good stories there, lads. He's he's lively, isn't he? And what's great about him is that he's lived through that kind of era of not as professional as it is now, and he's yeah. and he's adapted nicely to it. I think that's I think that's a really good quality to have, and he's stood the test of time. And as well as this, and I didn't really want to say this to him, but he, you know, he's one of the very few county players who, you know, like yourself, Brooks, you've taken loads of wickets in county cricket, but because of Broad and Anderson basically taking up two spots in pretty much every test match for the last 12 or 13 years and and beyond, um, he's one of the few who's managed to actually sort of get a spot and hold down a spot and have a bit of success. So, I mean, great player and um, nice to see he doesn't take himself too seriously. No, he's, he loves having a laugh and a joke. Um, I think... You've got to give him a lot of credit because when he started playing Test cricket for England, or around about that time, because England had Graham Swan and Andy Flower liked England's three seamers, didn't they? They went three seam with Swan, 
and then you had a bit of Collingwood or bits and pieces from somewhere else, didn't you? So the fact Broad and Anderson were pretty much nailed on for two spots all the time, to then be the third seamer in the best team in the world is pretty cool, isn't it? And the fact he won his first 13 test matches, um, he never let the team down batting at eight, could do a lot of good catching, fielding, and just a very popular member of that team, wasn't he? And what he's, he's part of that T20 World Cup squad, won a couple of championships at Yorkshire. Just a very consistent performer, isn't he? And just very reliable cricketer. Nice guy, funny bloke. The last of his ilk, or there's not many of his ilk on the circuit who've had that crossover from the less professional era of cricket, shall we say. Um, and to have been successful through such a long period of time. He will go down as a proper legend, wouldn't he? And he's, um, because I know he's got a lot more, whether he can actually remember him or not. <laughs> Yeah, he was good. He was, he was really good. Yeah, now a friend of the Barmy Army. And uh, Chris, it's a shame, actually, isn't it, that he's probably never going to experience that Holly stand in the full full sort of throttle that we've experienced it in the last sort of two or three years, where it's really sort of ramped up for those international matches. But he's going to love it playing on Friday nights and stuff for, for them Bears, isn't he? Cause... Yeah, absolutely. What a what a place to play cricket. What a place to finish your career. He's been a man for the big stage throughout his career, hasn't he? I know we touched on like some huge moments, but he's played pivotal roles in an England side for quite a long period of time, and he's been such a kind of a cricket legend for like England, for Yorkshire fans, and now hopefully for the Bears for the final two years. A lot of Warwickshire members are in the Barmy Army, and a lot are very glad to see him there. And I was chatting to a few of them yesterday, saying. We've, we've lost Wokesy pretty much to England um, full-time, to have someone like Brezzy to come in and um, to swing it all over this shop in, in potentially every format is an absolute blessing for the next two years. So I'm looking forward to seeing him face a new challenge for the, probably the final two years of his career. So yeah, good on him. Just a bit. Well, thank you very much for watching. If you have got this far, well done. You deserve a medal. And um, if, and likewise, yeah. if you're listening to the podcast as well, remember to keep um, your emails coming in, info at barmyarmy.com. We want to hear your tales of yeah. cricketing well. I know there's not been any recently, but any if you've met any of our guests or anything and you've got a story, you've listened to a podcast, you thought, oh, I met him once and I made a right fool of myself or whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. So um, get those in. And don't yeah. forget to send your um, headband pictures in and we'll, um, we'll sort you a lovely little prize out. And for anyone that is wondering why Brooksy's wearing a funny yellow-looking shirt, it's because Oxford had a big game today. Brooksy, how'd you get on? Big chest, isn't it? Wang Computers. Um, is, that, is, that, is that a genuine sponsor? <laughs> Wang Computers, yeah. That, this, is the, this is the shirt from 1986 when we won the Milk Cup, um, which is now the League Cup. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Oh, two then. I remember it well. <laughs> Um, yeah, we played a uh, first leg in the playoff against Portsmouth tonight. So that was one all. So by the time this goes out, we'll know if Oxford are going to be at Wembley or not, which would be quality for us to even think about getting the championships class. So, uh, Brilliant. yeah, I was just thinking then about when you talked about when you first, if you met one of the lads on the podcast, when we all first met or the first time I met Millard, did I bite him in the face? You did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you bit of both. Every Chris, yeah. every, every time it's your birthday, Brooks, you always post a little photo of you batting me on the face. That was in Halo, wasn't it? In the <laughs> nightclub, quit a drink. Halo and Leeds, yeah. That, was, was, that yeah. was a pretty loose uh, Monday. Yeah, it was, yeah. Nice <laughs> pretty call. normal Monday. Pretty normal yeah. Monday back then. Very normal Monday. <laughs> oh, good days, good days. And by the way, uh, Jack Brooks there, who um, whose side 
Oxford United, by the time you listen to this, um, will will be playing in League One next season. Um, so anyway, we'll 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 we'll, we'll leave it on that. Shit note. out. <laughs> we'll leave I'm it on. For you talk. I'm coming for you, Talksport. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much for downloading. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, do get in touch and spread the word about the UK's number one cricket podcast. Um, thanks for listening to the Shackles Are Off. Ta-da. Podcast Network.